Howdy gamers, this is the PlayStation Report. I'm Frank, and with me is Tyler. How you doing? I'm doing okay. Uh, just recovering from having a few too many Mad Elves last night. Oh, you had some Mad Elves. Yeah. Mm. I uh, mm. bought some before Christmas and just didn't get a chance to really drink many of them at all. And so I was like, you know what? Uh... I'm going to have some, but those go down real easy and hit real hard. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's just been you're, one you're of those You're practically days. drinking wine. You're drinking Basically. wine at the, rate, you're, at the rate of beer, and that, doesn't, that just doesn't, those yeah. things don't mix. No, yeah, so that's just where I'm at. But, you know, I, was, I had a good night, though. It was fun. So, yeah, how, yeah. how about you? Oh, I'm, I'm doing great. Uh, my cats, well, Jack has now taken to tackling Bowser. Ooh. He will try to jump on his back and tackle him, and they play. They're good. Bowser's good about it. He doesn't hurt him. But yeah, it's he's getting bold. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean Bowser's a big boy though, so that must be yeah. some force to knock him over. Yeah, I'm not. Okay, he attempts to tackle. Like he okay. jumps around and tries to bring his 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 paws around. His neck, and you know, a lot of the times it just ends up with uh, Jack bouncing off and hitting the floor, and then uh, they play from there. But yeah, I got it you. is entertaining to watch. Um, just like moments before the podcast, when I was feeding them their wet food, I Jack jumped and then did another jump, like like a Mario jumping on top of Bowser. <laughs> like he did another jump off of Bowser. <laughs> <laughs> Nice. So maybe I should have called him Mario, but yeah. you know, it's uh not. It's too late for that now. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. He's a <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, it's it's been good. Uh I've been playing a lot of games. I finally got my Steam Deck back. Been oh. rocking that. Uh Is it working so, all yeah, right? Let's, yeah, it's 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 working perfectly fine now. Um they replaced the internal parts that I needed and yeah. Everything's working. Nice. That's great. Um, so let's get into those video games that we've been playing. Tyler, I have a list of nine video games. Holy shit. <laughs> I know wow. you've, you've been playing one game at a time. Here I am doing the exact fucking opposite. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow. Wowee. Um, yeah, I only have two games. Uh, one, just, yeah, I try to for... You know, maybe once a week for an hour or so. Just hop into Halo Infinite, do a bunch of weekly challenges. And uh, they added uh, a new map, um, which is a 343 design map. Um, and it's it's a pretty neat one. And uh, I'm still finding, like, new maps that they have kind of recreated from Forge. Um, like, I played on a version of Lockout, which, you know, that's a classic Halo map. And so that was cool. Kind of had some... A little interesting twist on it as well. Um, and yeah, they added like a new, another new, like uh, 20 level battle pass that's, I think it was free. Can't remember, but um, yeah, just hopping in into that once a week. It's, it's a good time. Um, and then the other one, and I'm sure you've been playing a lot of it as well, is like a Dragon Infinite Wealth. Tyler, I have some bad news. I have not been playing a lot of it. Oh, okay. All right. All right. Um, 
Mostly because it's very distracting to my girlfriend, but she's very interested in it, so I'm kind of waiting for her to finish her schoolwork um, to play that game. <laughs> I got you. Okay. Which reminds me, I actually have a tenth game that oh I need to write God. down. Jake. <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, I am about 12 hours into Like a Dragon Infinite Wealth. Um, I am at the very beginning of chapter four. Um, so, uh, I, I forget where, where'd you leave off? Uh, I finished chapter two and I'm at the uh, cutscene at the start of chapter three. Okay, cool. Um, I won't say anything, but, uh, or spoil anything, but the, but basically I finished chapter three and I, and I was still feeling, I'm like, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to keep going, but it just, there was a story moment that just like rocked my fucking world, and I'm like, I need a moment. Um, so I just kind of paused and and uh, moved and did something else. <laughs> um, but but yeah, it it was it, the game's great, um, and and I'm really really enjoying it. It's a, still a little slow, even getting into chapter four um, as. Um, you know, you're still kind of introducing you to different, um, like side missions you can do. Like I did the whole, um, oh my God, sicko snap, uh, which is just amazing. Um, it just incredibly stupid, uh, but actually quite fun. Uh, basically that is a riff on Pokemon snap. Um, so, uh, there's that. And then, What's the other one? The, the, their kind of version of Crazy Taxi, which they kind of had something like that in Like a Dragon, but it's uh, way deeper than it needs to be in this game. Um, so, yeah, that, getting into a bunch of side missions and um, combat is definitely expanding a little bit more, too, as obviously you level up like your jobs and then you get, um, you know, new um, skills and things like that. It's... It's a good time. I'm, I'm thoroughly enjoying it, dude. It's it's good. Yeah, yeah. I need. I really. I've been itching to get back into that. Like, I've been. I've been telling my girlfriend she needs to fucking finish her school <laughs> stuff so we can get back into infinite wealth. <laughs> right. Yeah, and and man, at the end of chapter three, man, that I am so curious what your feelings will be on what happens. Um, and part of me is too, is just like, man, where's this thing going to go? Because, you know, I, for some reason, I did not think this was going to be the story, at least early on, obviously a lot of games still left. Um, but I, I wasn't sure, or I didn't think that this would be the story of why Kiryu and um, uh, Ichiban, uh, Ichiban especially is, in Hawaii. Um, mm. and, and I think it's, it's honestly really cool. Uh, you know, I haven't seen the whole map yet, but it, there's just so much life, uh, to, to the, to the world in Hawaii. And it's, it's really fun. Um, and there's lots of just really dumb shit you can get into, but it's good. Um, <clears throat> I got into this whole, like, there's a side mission for like some sort of basically online dating game uh which was mm -hmm. really dumb um 
and and you know there's there's a couple cool side missions that are more um a companion specific in a way too which is nice um so I'm, I'm curious where a lot of that will go as the game unfolds but yeah man it's it's awesome i'm i am thoroughly enjoying it and, and the combat's just i find it to be so much better than like a dragon um i mean it's still turn-based but the way they've incorporated just different styles um the way they've incorporated stuff for kiryu i think it's just super smart um the way you can kind of position yourself relative to your uh, opponents and use the environment more it's it is sweet i find the combat to be incredibly enjoyable so yeah that's that's where i'm at so i am curious about your 10 games that you've been playing <laughs> uh, i added a little up oh my god dude <laughs> wow all right uh so some of these i'm going to brush over because i don't want to talk about all 11 games like extensively we'd be here forever um so to catch up where we left off last time i've finished stranger of paradise final fantasy origins um spoilers for that game you're never gonna play uh jack becomes chaos as is foretold on the well, I assume the box art, but the art that it shows when you, you know, hover over the game. Yes, Jack Garland is the Garland from the first Final Fantasy game. So, Stranger of Paradise, uh, Final Fantasy Origins being, like, exactly what that what the title sort of says. It's the, it's kind of an origin story for the Final Fantasy series as it started. Um really not surprising kind of corny very corny actually um i totally turned my brain off when i played this game (laughs) (laughs) yeah it seems like one of those games yeah is it Um, but um, it was fun for what it was it was fun yeah was was like the ending bosses and things like that were they one epic in a cool final fantasy way like a lot of times they are and uh two was this game really hard being that it comes from team ninja so i played on the lowest difficulty level uh and just okay. kind of screamed through that game yeah um, no that's there a, I is didn't... a cool boss battle conceptually but it wasn't very hard and i don't think it's the last fight in the game but it's the last good fight in the game and it's not the last fight this is what, what i'll say <laughs> so the the game peaks and then has some some shit going on a little bit after that but yeah i got you cool yeah i didn't know that they it had um multiple um difficulty options so that's that's cool yeah yeah and the easy difficulty is very fucking easy. Like, <laughs> and that's kind of what I was looking for. I was kind of just looking to fucking beat some shit up and, and you know, maybe absorb a story, maybe just turn my brain off and watch the loot co- be collected. <laughs> right. Awesome. Um, I've also completed the Pokemon Scarlet DLC, the Indigo Disc. Ooh. Um, 
that was a lot of fun. Uh, found a new terrestrialization type, uh, which is all the types. <laughs> it's kind of weird. <laughs> um, but, yeah. Uh, did that. I'm waiting on a friend that I work with to complete their side because they have Violet so we can trade and complete the Pokedexes, but I'm I'm pretty much finished with Pokemon Scarlet. I'm ready to put that game down for good. Nice, nice. Isn't the second DLC the one with a lot of the starters? Yes. Sweet. All the yeah. starters. Fuck, I, pretty much all the starters. <laughs> I, I, that's, that's, damn, that's very appealing to me. I, I love collecting the starters. I might actually have to hop in there sometime. Uh, moving on here. I've played a little bit more Brotato. I almost have all the characters unlocked. Uh, have you checked out... Oh, wait. No, you didn't. You didn't check out Brotato. I did not. I did look at it, and I saw it on Game Pass. I just, yeah, I did not check it out. Mm. Okay. Also on phones, which my girlfriend told me, because she uh, got into a free trial of that Google Play Pass on Android... And apparently Brotato is part of the Google Play Pass, and she's been playing it there. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Nice. Uh, sort of in that vein, I've continued playing a little bit more Death Must Die. Uh, not much to say about that. As well as Stardew Valley is kind of my before-bed game now. Mm. Uh, you back on it? But yeah. <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm, I'm back. They did a lot of fucking work on that game. There's yeah, a lot, I imagine. A lot of new, there's a lot of new stuff since the last time I played it, so very happy to discover all of that. Uh, I went back to a game that you might not remember called 100 Days, the winemaking simulator. I think, yeah, I do, I do remember that game, yes. Yeah, the kind of tile placement um, sort of puzzle-ish game uh, where you're making wine and, uh, yeah. I've been enjoying that. That is the, that is a game that does not distract my girlfriend. So that's what I've been playing on the couch <laughs> while she's been on her laptop, plugging away, getting this computer science degree. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so. Yeah. Yeah. Finished the story mode of that, and now I'm just playing the endless mode. Uh, and she took a break briefly from her schoolwork, and we played through the entirety of the Dark Pictures Anthology's House of Ashes. Oh, cool. How was it? I really liked that game up until the end. <laughs> ah, bad ending. You you haven't played it? No, but I, I want to play those the rest of those. I've only played mm. uh, Man of Madon. Um, okay, then so... I, will not, I will not spoil it, but the ending kind of... I really enjoyed the, all the characters, and then the ending ruined it for me as well. Ugh, so. That sucks. Shit. Um, I have uh, what's the what's the other one? Um, uh, there's little little hope. Oh no, shit! It was little hope. Little hope is the one we did. Okay. Sorry. Did yeah? You also haven't played little. No, hope. no. If we played Little Hope, I downloaded House of Ashes. I got those mixed up. Okay. But yeah, I, yeah, I really well, enjoyed playing it. But. Mm. 
Yeah, was it um, Little Hope? Was it um, long the one or anything, takes, or was it? Yeah, it just was a, a little hours. bit long. It's they they. Hmm. We thought we were close to the end, and then we ended up in staying up until like two thirty in the morning. <laughs> okay, <laughs> playing <laughs> to get to the end. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, what else do I have here? Played a little bit more Red Dead Redemption 2. Did the Valentine bank heist. Nice. Uh, yeah, just taking it slow. <laughs> <laughs> Probably what I should have done the first time rather than try to rush through it. Yeah, I love that game, or that uh, that moment, though. That mission's awesome. Yeah. Uh, I've also got back into the Final Fantasy VII remake. Ooh. I am up to the part. Uh, I just beat the the uh, the Coliseum battles in Wall Market. Okay. So yep. I think I'm about halfway through. Just about. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm on cha- like I'm on, I'm towards the end of chapter nine of eighteen is what I'm measuring on. So. Yeah. 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 You're doing that, that uh, man. I'm just I'm running out of time. <laughs> did you I, I can't remember did you finish Final Fantasy 7 remake I, 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 I never finished it okay okay gotcha gotcha yeah I'm a little yeah. bit past the part where I stopped the first time like I got to Walmart at the first time I played it and I was like okay I think I've seen enough I know right where. right I got you but yeah, yeah. man I, I love that game I think the further we get away from that one the more I I appreciate it more um I just, I don't know. I think it's great. The characters are great. Story's great. Combat's fun. Um, it's very good. Um, I am a little worried. I guess the only thing I'm worried about with Rebirth is the fact that it is more open. And I'm like, man, I just, I hope some of this side content is not Final Fantasy 16 levels. Um, because some of it in 7 Remake is not the greatest. Um some of it's good, but, you know, I just, that that's my biggest worry with Rebirth, though. Um, but yeah, no, I'm glad, I'm glad you're getting back to it. I, 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 I'm very curious how you feel, like, you know, once you finish that game. Yeah, yeah uh, and then I have the Intergrade DLC to play, and then I have Crisis Core to play, and then Rebirth is out, what, next week? Um... It might it be the following twenty ninth. I guess oh, technically the 29th. it is. Okay. Technically, it is next week. I guess, but okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah and in the integrate DLC is probably just a couple hours, and I think Crisis Core. If you don't do any side content, really, you can probably rip through that thing pretty quick. Um, okay. So, it took me about twelve hours to get through Crisis Core, and I did. I did some side stuff, uh, but I mean, you could probably spend 30 hours just on the side content in that game. It's pretty deep. Um, so, yeah, once you get through Remake, then it's probably go pretty quick from there. Yeah. Well, I'm just playing too many RPGs, Tyler. Yeah, there's <laughs> a lot of RPGs, dude. It's a lot because... of RPGs and a lot of, like... Uh, I don't, I don't even know. Simulation type games, I guess. Um, Tyler, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm also playing Tales of Arise still. Oh my gosh, bro. <laughs> bro, what are you doing? <laughs> dude, dude. 
I am taking the exact opposite track from you. Yeah, seriously, I you am are. shotgunning. <laughs> I am, I am spreading my attention across so many different paths. Tyler, I considered starting a football manager save today. Oh no, <laughs> no, that wouldn't be good. <laughs> I mean, do what you want, but damn, that you just got a lot going on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. On top of maybe having to car shop next month, I don't think my car's going to pass inspection. Ah. And I don't I don't think it's worth fixing. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um yeah. Yeah, I've got a lot going on. Uh but yeah, Tales of Arise is fucking dope. It's amazing. I I can't believe I've slept on this game. It's it's really good. Uh I I like I enjoy the combat. The combat's <sighs> It's functional. Uh, it's flashy, uh, and the characters yell a lot of stupid shit. <laughs> <laughs> the characters do not shut up. It is it is a JRPG in that vein where the characters just always have something to say. Yeah, right. And yeah, that's okay. Um, art style is amazing. Like this might be one of my favorite art like. Style-wise, Tales of Arise might be, like, one of my favorite games in the past couple of years. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, it, I, I've seen gameplay of it. I mean, it, it, it is beautiful. Yeah. And the way it does some of its cutscenes, like, it does... Uh, you haven't read any manga, but it does kind of, like, manga panels mm. uh, through some of its cutscenes, and it, it's really cool. Yeah, that is, that is neat. Yeah, I feel like um, this. that's a game because I guess it got added to PlayStation Plus, right? The uh, Essential. Um, I feel like that's a game that, I don't know, I feel like a lot of people are coming back around on in a way. So, that's cool. Yeah. Uh, let me see. Is there anything else I want to talk about? Of course there is, Tyler. What do you? F- how do you feel about democracy? <laughs> you know, I think there's... How do there's... you feel about spreading Manage democracy across the galaxy. Yeah, it all depends what it is. <laughs> democracy can be great. It can be not great at the same time. <laughs> I don't know. Um, I have a feeling that the version of democracy Helldivers 2 is spreading is not the great kind, but <laughs> it's doing a parody of the bad kind. <laughs> yeah. Um, Helldivers 2 is fucking incredible, Tyler, and we need to play together. I am in love with this video game. It seems like a lot of people are in love with this video game. <laughs> yeah, so much so, I will actually say that I picked this game up last night, and I was going to hop oh, into you tried, it. Oh, you tried? Oh, man. No. Yeah, and and every time I tried, it was like, it just put me in like a queue, and I just couldn't even play, so I'm like, hey, whatever, I'll go play something else, but... Yeah, I yeah, that, very that... much want to play it. It looks awesome, and I... Yeah, so... Tell me about it. Uh, so, I mean, you remember a little bit of the first Helldivers, correct? The, the I do. twin stick yeah. shooter that is well, was ridiculously difficult. Yes. <laughs> a I, lot I of remember. friendly fire happening. <laughs> yes. Um, bugs. You know, bugs. bugs everywhere. Fucking bugs. <laughs> um, Helldivers 2 translating to a third-person shooter is, like, maybe... 
one of the most incredible things. Like when you think of the first game and what it what it turned into here, it, it this is the optimal version <laughs> of what I conceptualized Helldivers to be. Um, I I don't know where to start, man. Like the from the tutorial, you just get the vibes. Like the vibes of this game are so hilarious. It is just it is just incredibly corny. And I love it. Um, everyone compares it to Starship Troopers for good reason. I'm not sure if you're familiar with the movie. I am, yeah. Yeah, it deserves that comparison <laughs> um, in a lot of ways. Uh, and yeah, I, I don't. Hmm. Let's let, let me break this down a little bit. Like the missions, like going in, like there are a lot of fun missions, like anywhere from like. Planting flags, <laughs> of planting the flag of Super Earth on these planets, to like uh, escorting civilians, to launching nuclear missiles. It's all like, yeah, they're they're all they've got a good variety of objectives to complete. Um, the stratagems you're calling down, dude. I don't know how they did it, but the impact you feel from all these things falling down from orbit, whether it be like an orbital strike or if you're just calling down equipment, just the, the sound and the feeling of that shit hitting the ground. It's just, it is, it is like, I don't, I don't know any game that has done it better than, than Helldivers. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, and a lot of times you just find yourself in this fucking war zone, man. Like you're, fighting for your fucking life out here against these bugs or against the fucking robots, man. The auto, auto, automatons are just... God, you're getting chased down by these big fuckers with chainsaws for hands, man? Like, what the fuck? It's just a nightmare <laughs> out here. Yeah. But it's Some so of... funny. It's so funny just because, like, the way that your characters react when they get hit and shit happens, they sound... This is, like... The funniest, like, and like, not end, but they're like player character sounds since like Halo 3 grunts with the fucking. I forget what the skull is, but the skull that makes them talk Ooh. more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, yeah. That's what, like, all the call outs from, like, from your, your character sound like. Like, whether they're getting hit, they're taking fire and shit, or whether, like, they get injured and stuff. Like,. <laughs> The Hell Divers sound like Halo grunts. <laughs> yeah, and it's really fucking cool. <laughs> no, that's that's awesome. It does seem very, just very goofy, and, and in a way, I I like that. I don't know. It's just kind of like, yes, there. It's a. Uh, I'm, I'm trying to think how to put how to put this. Like, it's very goofy what they're doing. But it's also like the horrors of war in a way. Like it's just sending oh, endless oh yeah. soldiers out to fucking just die, and you know for for this mission, basically, it's it's crazy. Uh, like it's it's funny, but it's also very serious at the same time. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah, it is definitely uh, going to trigger some PTSD if uh, you happen to ever been in a war zone. So yeah, just just a warning there. Um, it is, yeah. It's just so intense all the time, and I, I I love it. Like I I've only unlocked up through the challenging difficulty, 
which is, I believe, the fourth difficulty of nine. Wow. Um, I don't, man, I don't want to know, but I want to know what the uh, hell dive difficulty is, uh, because, yeah. Yeah, seriously, like, the, it's already fucking hard, even, you know, from what I've seen on just the lower difficulties, it's like, man, how's the game even possible on those uh, higher difficulties? I'm curious as well. I think the way the game, way it's possible in those higher difficulties because they give you a lot of really fun tools in those stratagems. Mm. Like, there's a large, like, a huge variety of stratagems to pick from. From orbital strikes to airstrikes, which are, like, which are more readily reusable, but if you use them a certain number of times, like, your strike craft have to go reload. Um, then you have all these support weapons you can call down, all these different kinds of turrets, these different kinds of, like, backpacks. Like, you can have a supply backpack or a shield backpack. Um, yeah, there's just so many different ways you can kit yourself out. Like, it's... Yeah, this game is, at its surface, very simple. Go in, do your objective, maybe do some side objectives and extract. But when you really get down into it, like, okay... Uh, this mission, I'm going to be facing the automatons. They are weak to these certain stratagems, or like these certain weapons are better for you know fighting their weaknesses. And you know, it's like there is depth to this game that uh, was surprising to me at first. But yeah, I'm I'm fucking digging it, and I need to I need to play more. I've been trying to play. But like you said, the servers are pretty much at capacity because everyone fucking loves this game. It's breaking concurrent records on Steam. Um, they're tr- they're trying to hire people to help them out because, it's what, like, I believe Arrowhead Studios. Yep. Um, they're not a big team, <laughs> and this game kind of like the way this game took off was kind of su- of a surprise to them. But yeah, yeah, I'm, it, I'm it's... excited. It seems like it has very much caught them off guard how uh, how many players that they would have. It's also a little bit of a bummer because it's Sony as well that's publishing this game. So it's like, I don't know. I, I feel Sony kind of underestimated this game in a weird way. And I would just think that they would have maybe been a little bit more prepared to help Arrowhead with this. But, you know. It, it it'll get fixed. It, it's it's all good. It's just bumpy uh, here at the beginning. But man, yeah, the the success is is really crazy uh, for this, and it does make me wonder if Sony might pick up Arrowhead at all. Um, just because Arrowhead did the first Hell Divers, and that was only on PlayStation and PC, I think. Um, and then same with this game. And obviously, there's something here, and I think it's something too that Sony could use. Uh, more like in their in their pool of games and teams um, is, is something like this so I wouldn't be surprised to see that happen in the I, future I think, I think part of the success of Helldivers obviously is social media and like the way that some of these clips are being put out of it like it's a very easy game to show off uh, 
But I think the other thing is it's it's only forty dollars. Yeah, that's another it's, thing too. And yeah. the microtransactions aren't actually all that bad. Um it's pretty much all cosmetic. This isn't a pay to win situation here. Um you just pay to show how much you love democracy. Yeah, and <laughs> that's awesome. And I think that'll that because it they seem fair and not in your face about it. I mean, I think that'll work out for them because you know, there there might be people of like, you know what, I'm enjoying this game so much, I'm going to buy this and spend $5, you know. It's it could work out for them. Yeah. Yeah, uh maybe the biggest surprise hit of the year and, you know, maybe stealing some of the thunder of Power World. Power World really not uh <laughs> It had a hot couple of weeks, but not much since. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm excited to play Helldivers. <laughs> I we, just we fucking have to get in there, man. Yeah, a hundred percent. Like I'm I'm all about it. Um, I'm ready to play this game. I am ready to dive into hell. But mm. you know, gotta get those servers working. So yeah. I mean, it's, what, technically the first weekend of it being out, right? Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, it's definitely at its hottest right now. But, yeah, like I said earlier, it is breaking some records. It is uh, it is more popular than Destiny was on at launch on PC. Yeah, and it's the most successful launch Sony has had on PC as well. I think topping the first God of War in Horizon, I think it was, yeah. so... Yeah, and it makes me wonder with Sony's stuff too, like uh, Fair Games and Concord and whatever else that might be live service. I feel like they would be foolish not to put the game on PC at the same time. I mean, it's not... You're just grabbing people that are not going to pick up a PlayStation anyways. And, you know, it just can help uh, push the game to another level like it is right now with Helldivers. I think being on PC is huge. Uh, for this game right now, so makes me wonder w- how Sony will look at that uh, as well yeah. with future titles. Um, perhaps we have maybe a little bit of uh, insight from Hiroki Totoki, the new, uh, well, the temporary boss of PlayStation since Jim Ryan has left. Um, we'll see if they put someone else in charge, but uh, right now he he has some. He has some things to say about how Jim Ryan ran PlayStation, perhaps. Um, maybe that his strategy uh, didn't necessarily hit. Um, yeah, it seems a, a lot like this doubling down on these big-ass games and not releasing, <laughs> like, not releasing a whole lot of stuff didn't, didn't really work out. Uh <laughs> They're, it's tough. Like Jim Ryan made this bet on these giant AAA games, and we had like a period of time where like a lot of them came out, but now we're in a down period, and that's going to be hard to uh, to fill in. So, having games like Helldivers Two is pretty cool uh, for <laughs> for PlayStation, but they need to you know maybe rethink their strategy a little bit. Yeah, it makes me it makes me wonder what's going to happen 
because um, uh, Hiroki Totoki, I mean, he is, he's like practically just purely a financial dude. Um, I think he was the CFO of Sony, and now he's like the kind of interim CEO of Sony uh, Games, basically. You know, the game side of things. And so I can see him from his perspective of why he might be like, yo, uh, we got to we gotta figure something out on some of these uh, budgets and things. I mean, it's apparently Spider-Man 2 went $30 million over budget to 270 million dollars which is fucking crazy um and obviously it's paid off for that game uh but you know who knows maybe it it wouldn't have you know it's definitely a gamble to go way over budget like that where uh you know spider-man 2 needed to sell 7.2 million it's now at 10 million so it has worked out but it just makes me wonder how how that is going to potentially change from Sony's end because these games are just getting more and more and more expensive and he's over here like saying like dude we gotta we gotta figure out a way to fucking manage this better um I think unfortunately that might lead to some layoffs and we've talked about how some of that is rumored at like Insomniac and stuff but um yeah just I, I just don't get me wrong I loved spider-man 2 i you can feel how expensive that game is i don't know if i can feel that it's 270 million dollars like part of me is like why why is it so expensive i mean it's holy holy moly some of these games are very expensive they're all he he was also saying too how i guess the they have pretty much optimized the production cost of a PlayStation 5, basically as much as they're going to get it. Um, like, they kind of can't cut really much more out of it. Um, so, from like a pricing perspective, I highly doubt the PS5 is going to uh, have a price drop or anything like that in the near future. Um, so, there's that aspect too. Um, and then I think the other, the other piece is that they did not hit their, their goal. Um, of 25 million PlayStation 5s per quarter. They revised it to 21 million. Um, so there's that too, of like, I'm not saying the PS5 is running out of steam completely, but it, you know, it's getting to that point where, you know, they're probably not going to sell as many consoles in future years as they have this year. Um, so yeah, there is a lot to it. I think it's very, very fascinating, and I'm just curious where, where it'll all go. Yeah. Uh, while you're on that track, though, uh, with Spider-Man Two, you did mention here at the bottom the uh, milestone it has reached. Yeah. Uh, Ten million copies sold of Spider-Man Two. Um. Yeah, we'll we'll see how how much that uh that goes up. Uh, I th- hmm. do we know when it's scheduled to come on PC? We do not. No, I don't think they've announced that yet. Hmm. Okay. I would say well, in the next year, probably. Okay. I would think. Um, 
yeah, that'll be that'll be big for the game as well. Um, sticking with some of the Sony news, um, there was also a what is this a shareholder report about? Don't expect major, yeah. Um, Sony not releasing uh, any major franchise titles before before April twenty twenty five. Right. Uh, this goes also alongside a rumor that there could be a new Astrobot game this year, which I guess they don't consider a major franchise. Um, yeah, yeah. Would do you want do you want an Astrobot game this year? I would love that. Yeah, I think that would be awesome. And basically, what he's saying is that they're not. There's no God of War. Or Spider Man this year, but they're you know they pretty much said uh, Concord is supposed to come out this year, and then yeah, Jeff Grubbs reporting an Astro Bot game is going to come out uh, this year, so it's not like they're not going to have anything. Uh, they're just not going to have like a a major bombshell of a title, which I think is the only thing that is just a tad disappointing to me is is just uh, Sucker Punch. Um, I really thought that they. You know, they, they haven't totally announced it yet, but I, I thought that Ghost of Tsushima 2 would get an announcement and potential release this year. But, you know, that seems like it might be more more next year. That's just wishful thinking as well. Obviously, they, like I said, they have not announced it. But, um, yeah, so it's, yeah, it, it'll be interesting to see what they have. I would love if they had an Astrobot game. Man, oh my God, that'd be sweet. Yeah, um, maybe but, they'll, maybe they'll show off that the, the controller some more. <laughs> yeah, maybe there's some things that nobody has done with the controller yet that they're like, really? I'm sure. Show I them mean, this. Yeah, I'm sure. I mean, they're the only ones still that have really done anything with <laughs> with the controller. So, yeah, it, it it's going to be an interesting year for Sony because you, you know, it seems like they might have some smaller things or maybe a new IP like Concord, but then. They they have a bunch of other just deals uh, with with games that I think are going to be pretty big. Obviously, Helldivers two is one of them. Final Fantasy seven Rebirth's coming out soon. There's Rise of the Ronin, Stellar Blade. I mean, all these are exclusive to the console. Um, so, you know, from that aspect, they they do have a lot this year still. Yeah. Uh, we've got a lot of, uh, games coming to the PlayStation Plus games catalog. Uh, got a, I'm just going to click over to the blog here. Um, we've got Need for Speed Unbound, The Outer Worlds, uh, and Tales of Arise, as well as Assassin's Creed Valhalla, Lego Worlds, Lego Jurassic World, Rogue Book, Rogue Lords, Tales of Zestria. And then we've got some classics as well. Resistance Retribution, Jet Moto 2, Tales of Symphonia, Tales of Vesperia. A lot of Tales games. They really yeah. want you to start playing those Tales games. They do. Yeah. I think it's I think it's not too bad. Get those out there. Yeah. So, some of those classics. Um, and Very resistance. interesting to see the Outer Worlds. <laughs> yeah, I, I, that was a thought that I had too. I mean, 
Yes, that is technically a Microsoft IP now, but um, I don't think they give a shit. In, in Private Division, obviously, also um, did that that title. Um, yeah, I think that that's a good one. Assassin's Creed Valhalla is if you want to just sink a hundred hours into a game for no fucking payoff, you can play that game. Um, and I think it's interesting too. Resistance Retribution. I never played that game. I think it was a I think it's a PSP game, but it's apparently pretty decent, and it's the first time I think it's been on a console. Um, so, seems that Sony is all about porting PSP games over. But it's like, dude, where is the PS2 games? Where is a natively running PS3 game? Like, come on, where's some of those things at? Um, Not happening. <laughs> it'll, yeah, it'll get there eventually. Hopefully, we'll see. But yeah. Not not a bad month, for sure. No, not bad at all. Um, also, not a bad showing at the Dice Awards for Baldur's Gate three and Spider Man two. Cleaning uh, house. Dice Awards happened. I don't think we should read all of these, but um, yeah, Spider Man two did a lot of uh, won a lot of awards here. Uh, including Outstanding Achievement in Animation, Art uh, in Character for Miles Morales, Music Composition, Audio Design, Technical Achievement, Action Game of the Year. Yeah. Uh, and then Baldur's Gate won a lot of other awards as well, um, including the overall Game of the Year. Uh, but yeah. Yeah, I just I just actually counted it up. Uh, Spider Man two won six awards, and Baldur's Gate three won five. I think Baldur's Gate three probably won the awards that matter the most. Probably, obviously, with Gaming Year especially. But um, yeah, they they kind of clean house. Um, which you know it's interesting sometimes to see this stuff where obviously Baldur's Gate three won a lot of awards at the Game Awards, um, but. Spider-Man 2 went home with nothing, um, and, but was nominated for a lot of stuff. So um, it's kind of interesting just to see the difference there. Um, but yeah, online game of the year goes to Diablo 4, which I find kind of interesting. Yeah, um, that's going to be interesting this year. <laughs> yeah, it will. We've, we've already got a strong contender. <laughs> yeah. Yes, we do. Um, indie game went to Cocoon, so that's cool. Um, yeah, trying to see what what else. Otherwise, kind of some typical stuff. Family game of the year, Super Mario Brothers Wonder, of course. Any sort of family game of the year award is you. They might as well just rename it to the Nintendo Award because it's it's is literally always a Nintendo game. Yeah, winning that. Who knows? Astrobot could take it this year. Yeah, <laughs> who knows? Nintendo isn't releasing any games. <laughs> yeah. We'll see. I mean, ready. they're getting ready for that next console. Yeah, rumors though that it has slipped to 2025, yeah. the launch of the the Switch. Apparently, they've done that to, I guess, have a better launch lineup. I don't think it'll matter because the Switch itself launched in like March of 2017, I think. So it doesn't matter. Yeah, I don't think. But still, it kind of makes me wonder about just overall this year i mean it's been pretty stacked in the beginning here um but i 
I think it might trail off a little bit. We'll see. Yeah. yeah. All right. Let's uh, let's get into some news, some bad news, perhaps. More layoffs are happening. Um, probably the saddest one of all. Venture Capital came in and ruined the game studio that made fun of capitalism. Uh, <laughs> Disco Elysium's uh, studio, Zaoom, laying off a quarter of the staff. They've laid off pretty much all the writers um, from, from the original game. They've canceled the standalone expansion for Disco Elysium. Um, this fucking sucks. Dude, I, I just... fucking hate it. Uh, some of this stuff, it's just like, I, I just don't get it. I mean, especially the expand, I just like, I'm sure they have their reasonings, but it sucks. Uh, but like, I just don't understand canceling the standalone expansion to Disco Elysium, which is a successful video game that I'm sure that will do very well. And then also letting go of a lot of the writers, uh, you know, the thing that, made the studio uh, in Disco Elysium really special in the first place to a lot of people. <laughs> it's not the same fucking studio. You might as well rename it at that point. That's crazy. Yeah. It's just, I, I just, I don't get that, man. I don't get that um, at all. Um, a lot of these moves. That sucks. Well, this is what happens when fucking vulture capitalists come in and allegedly fraudulent fraudulently uh, yeah. take money from the studio. <laughs> right. Um, uh, yeah, it's um, it's fucked up and sad, and I hope the people can, the people who got laid off, who, who have left the studio, can maybe come together and give a huge fuck you to the the new owners of this of this company. Definitely, yeah. I mean, yeah, at this point, they might as well just start a new fucking studio. I mean, <laughs> yeah. It's, that is just crazy. Yeah. Uh, not the only layoffs happening. Uh, Embracer canceling games and laying off 1,400 employees. They've canceled 29 unannounced games and uh, laid off 1,400 people. More layoffs incoming. According to them, uh, Embracer, the parasites of the video game industry. <laughs> Absolutely. This is my favorite quote here from uh, the CEO. However, our overruling principle is to always maximize shareholder value in any given situation. Fuck you, dude. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. Like, I know. I understand a public company needs to um, to to do these things in a way. I mean, it's fucking awful and gross. But saying that, I'm like, you are the most heartless fucking person. The, like, you are, like, the amount of lives that are just completely being wrecked. And that's what you have to say. Like, even if that uh, is your purpose as the CEO... I mean, come the fuck on. Just don't even say that. I just, I read that. I was like, oh my God. Embracer can just crash and burn. Like, yeah, they, they are absolutely the parasites of the video game industry. 
It's awful. Yeah. 29 games, too. I mean, I know they have a ton of teams, so 29. I mean, that might be a drop in the bucket. I don't fucking know. But, um, god damn. That, that's a lot of games, too. Um, yeah, maybe maybe you just shouldn't shouldn't have done everything they've done. I mean, god damn. Um, Bandai Namco also in the news for canceling five games, uh, saying they're planning stricter quality control. Uh, they reported a 96% drop in year-on-year profits. That seems extreme. That seems really fucked up. Like, what the fuck? Now, What the fuck happened? Seriously. Now, I know Elden Ring's you know, carried them, you know, from 22 into 23. But, yeah, holy smokes, that is a lot. (laughs) 96%. Wowee. Um, So, yeah, them canceling five games, too, I mean, that's kind of interesting to me what they could have been. um, Because, you know, I feel like they don't put out a ton of games. Um, But... You know, Tekken 8 is out here doing well for them. They say they, that has sold 2 million copies since it launched. Obviously, there is going to be Elden Ring DLC. Um, but, I guess we can tie this one in, is that From Software now fully owns Elden Ring. It is not a Bandai Namco name anymore. Um, you know, they published Elden Ring, but now FromSoft has it. Um, which I find to be very interesting. Um, and it makes me wonder though, you know, I'm sure it's still a possibility that if, uh, from software makes an Elden ring Two, that Bandai can still polish it. Um, you know, maybe they've, they'll work something out there. I don't know, but you know, Elden ring is definitely the biggest IP Bandai Namco had. Now they technically don't have it anymore. Um, you know, they're still going to make sales from Elden Ring, but, um, yeah, that's kind of and kind of wild. And, and they're still primarily a toy company. Let's not forget that. Yeah, yeah, that too. That too. Um, yeah, man, it's just it's just all over the place. I mean, I we talk about this show to show, but the layoffs, the canceled projects. I mean, it is crazy the amount of now canceled projects that are being reported on obviously we don't know what these projects are specifically all the time but that's a lot of games that won't be coming out in um you know in a time where i don't know where where you kind of need to put games out to make the money it's just interesting and i just wonder how much of a gap this might create down the line uh, in terms of releases, if it does at all, um, but there's just a lot of a lot of games being canceled, and it makes me worried that the next thing is going to be, you know, studios closing, things like that, um, with with a lot of layoffs and canceled projects. It's just not good. Uh, I guess one piece of good news before we get to the Xbox stuff. Um, there's a Mandalorian game in the works. Uh, Respawn making a Mandalorian game. 
you know, I couldn't have picked a better studio for that. Uh, <laughs> it yeah. very much seems like uh, a respawn thing. Um, they have experience with Star Wars. They have experience making shooters. Uh, don't know what kind of game this is going to be. If it's going to be more... I, I don't know. I don't know. Is it going to be a first-person shooter? Yeah, I mean, gonna be? I can see it being a first-person shooter. I mean, Respawn said that they are working on a first-person shooter um, in the Star Wars world. Um, they're doing that in a strategy game in, in Star Wars. Um, you know, Respawn strategy is kind of interesting. Um, but the more I think about this and read, you know, this comes from insider gaming just read that report there of like how mobility plays a huge part in it uh you know jet jet packs um it being kind of fast-paced gadgets uh i'm like man that just kind of makes sense if you think about like titanfall and, and apex legends and the movement and the verticality that those games have i mean I, I, dude, I just, I feel like this could be like a hand-in-glove situation, man. Like, that just seems to fit if that is, uh, if this is truly what Respawn's working on. It's exciting. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, if they can't make a Titanfall game, put some of that DNA into something that makes sense, and I think Mandalorian makes sense for Respawn. Yes, it does. It very much does. I wonder. I, I, I it, it's the same thing we talked about uh, with the Insomniac leaks of all their Marvel projects, where it's like, man, I, I'm liking these Marvel games, but it kind of sucks that Insomniac is just going to be making Marvel games for the next decade. Kind of same thing with Respawn. You know, it's it's the Star Wars titles they put out are cool, and I have no doubt that this will be cool. Uh, this Mandalorian game, you know, their strat they're a good development team, so I'm sure their strategy game will be interesting, but it's like, man, are they going to be like Insomniac is, but for Star Wars? In a way. It's like, man, yeah. all, all respawn makes is Star Wars games. This is this kinda sucks because I want more Titanfall or Apex or something like that, but you're these games are good. It's it does it's it's an interesting uh, dynamic. It is incredibly sad to me that I, this isn't my plan and this is not what I want for my future, but I could have a child within the next year and they could grow to be an age where they'd appreciate video games and we'd finally get a Ratchet and Clank or a Titanfall. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> Absolutely. I When you think yeah. about the time on that scale, it's like, wow, a lot of shit can happen in my life between now and when I get one of the games that I want. <laughs> yeah. Dude, it is completely possible that you and I will be in our 40s before we get a new Fallout game. Yeah. You know, like, Fuck. It, it's crazy, uh, some of this stuff and how long games take to make now and these teams kind of getting locked into things like that. I mean, yeah, that is totally possible. Sucks. <sighs> All right, let's just dive right in. There are going to be Xbox games. 
Microsoft-owned studios, their video games are coming to other platforms to include PlayStation. They've confirmed four games going to rival platforms. We kind of know what they are. They haven't been confirmed. Got Pentiment, Hi-Fi Rush, Sea of Thieves, and Grounded. Sea of Thieves and Grounded make total sense. Multiplayer games want to get a bigger audience for them. Yes. Totally Pentiment, Hi-Fi Rush, really fucking cool they're going to do those. <laughs> um, yeah. Beyond that, we don't know what they're going to do long term. Um, they said they're not going to talk about releasing Starfield or Indiana Jones on other platforms yet. They're not ready to talk about that. <laughs> um, but there are rumors of other games potentially coming, uh, including Microsoft Flight Simulator um, and Doom. Wait, no, not Doom. Oh, well, the next yeah. game. Okay, right. that's what right. my mind says. Yeah. Uh, that's a fucking weird time, isn't it? <laughs> Dude, it's so weird. <laughs> yeah. Um, man, there's just so much to this, and I feel like uh, about a week or so ago, like this, just the sky was falling for Xbox. It's like, oh my god, everything is coming to PlayStation, and it's a lot of reporting all over the place and then they finally did this podcast that was just the most corporate roundabout fucking speak ever to me um yeah they can say that it's only four games right now and i think these four games make a ton of sense honestly like i i think it's great i think sea of thieves has a chance to like totally explode again um, grounded could really use it and hi-fi rush is a game that i just want more people to play um yeah. i mean it's they can say that it's only for the these four games but it's like no this is the beginning and you are going to be putting out more games on other consoles in the future because i think in a way it's like imperative for them to do so um their console sales are way down. Uh, I think yeah, it, I, they're at way at twenty-two million. Is it right? What? They are being outsold two to one, re- according to some recent uh, reports. Right, and that yeah, it comes from Take Two earnings report where they said there's seventy-seven million consoles from this generation. Sony reports their numbers, so you can back up from there where Microsoft's at. So that's way down. And then uh, Microsoft said they haven't said in a while, but they have 34 million Game Pass subscribers, um, which is behind where they want to be um, and need to be. So it's like, that's kind of soft too. They're apparently not growing much more in the console market, but then their consoles aren't selling. They are, you know, putting games on Game Pass, which as a consumer is an undeniably great and valuable service, but it's like, those are sales you're not getting now. Um, it's so I think it's kind of imperative for them to put games on other con uh, or other uh, systems, and it's just the beginning. Like they can say Starfield and Indiana Jones, 
there's not a plan right now to say that to come to other systems and that's basically what they they were saying um but they've considered it i mean they are considering it i mean there's no way they they just sat there in a fucking vacuum and said no these just these four names no fucking way they probably know that how many uh or have a good idea how many copies of Starfield they would sell on a PlayStation 5. And it's probably a lot. Um, so, I don't know. I, I, it just makes me wonder if Xbox will start treating PlayStation like PlayStation treats PC in a way. Of like, Spider-Man 2 comes out only on PlayStation 5. And then about a year later, year and a half later, it comes to PC. And they get some extra sales out of that when it's not really doing much more for them on PlayStation 5. I wonder if Xbox is going to start doing the same thing with a lot of games. So, like, Starfield right now might not be coming, but give it another year or two, I could totally see it. Yeah. So here's the thing, Tyler. I think that games are too expensive to make. Yep. To limit yourself to the audience that Xbox currently has on its consoles. 100%. I totally and agree with you. I have a feeling that will be, that may even become true for PlayStation at some point because games are only getting more and more expensive to make. It's possible. Yeah. Totally possible that it could go the other way. Um, now, I'm not, now, I'm not saying that PlayStation, that it will 100% like reverse and go the other way the PlayStation games will show up on Xbox but I imagine that that window between uh, console exclusivity and the PC launch it's going to get smaller yep definitely it has to definitely totally agree and, and I could see I don't think it'll happen anytime soon but I could totally see a world where certain titles that Sony has like say a Helldivers 2 goes to an Xbox as well because for a game like that, it just makes sense to have as many players as possible. Could I see God of the next God of War coming to Xbox? No. But something like that, I could totally see that, a future where that happens. And I agree with you on the, the expenses too, but and it's also, yeah, games get more and more, are getting more and more expensive. Xbox consoles aren't selling as well. Game Pass isn't growing as well. You're not getting the sales from the games on game pass uh, a lot of times and so it's like there's just a lot of money that used to be there that is not there anymore and they just spent almost 70 billion dollars on activision they got to make that money back somehow too i mean there's no way that you can kind of take bethesda and activision if you put them together take them out put them only on your system and Make that work. I just, I don't understand that, how that works. And uh, I think that is part of this. Yeah, you can't you can't rely on putting Diablo 4 on Game Pass and relying on its $70 microtransactions for horse armor. <laughs> yeah, right, right. You remember when people got pissed at $5 oh. horse armor? <laughs> those quaint days, man. Miss those days. <laughs> um yeah yeah it's mm. dude it's it's just wild i also think it's just i know they're saying that they have like i guess they want to let the developers announce it whenever but it's also just annoying 
It's like just rip the band-aid off of what these games are, dude. Everyone knows what they are. Just say it. Yeah, um, you gotta you gotta consider the possibility that they have something with Nintendo. Yeah, and that's that's been rumored that there was supposed to be some sort of Nintendo partner direct last week that got pushed because of this. Um, that's possible, and I can see that. Um, and if that if that's the case, they should have just let things play out. Play out. Yeah. They should have just let it play out and then addressed it afterwards. <laughs> yeah. I think there's an argument to be made, too, with their with Xbox's games of, like, well, what if we do start putting pretty much all of them on PlayStation and it's just, like, I don't know, kind of hitting you over the head over and over and over again that it's, like, you just spent $70 on Starfield and Indiana Jones and Halo and Forza. $70 a piece. They're making their money. But it's like, okay, like, dude, you can go save a lot of money if you just get an Xbox and get Game Pass. And it's just, I don't know, just kind of always putting them there in that position. I don't think they're going to do that anytime soon. But there's that aspect, too, of like, well, maybe you just got to just go for it. See what happens. I mean, it might completely tank their hardware sales. Who knows? I don't fucking know, but they could still probably make a ton of money off of it. Um, I guess the other piece of this that I just want to talk about, too, is is them talking about hardware still. Like, they committed to hardware. Okay, that makes sense. Um, but, dude, I am so tired of Xbox saying, like, well, the next hardware is around the corner, and it's going to be even better. And it's like... Dude, you have been saying that for a fucking decade at this point. It's like, sorry, the Xbox One sucks, but we'll have something in two years. Don't worry. And then uh, they put out, what, the Xbox One X? And it's like, don't worry, the biggest leap ever is around the corner. And here we got the Series X. And now they're talking about it again. It's like, holy fucking shit. Like, no shit that you are uh, going to be putting out hardware. It's what you guys do. But... Holy fuck, do you constantly have to talk about it this way all the time? Like, it is so annoying to me at this point. Um, Because it's almost like, well, then why did I buy this box? If you're basically teasing that there's going to be some super powerful box two years down the road. Come on. God, they just, they're just, their messaging is just so bad anymore over at Xbox. And it's it's shame because I, I do I do like the Series X. I like Game Pass. I like you know a good number of games that they put out, but they're just a mess with some of this stuff. Yeah, I and like the reality for me is, I only need a PlayStation, like for maybe less than ten percent of the games I play. I need a PlayStation for. Like, that's, and I typically only need the PlayStation for, like, maybe six months every four or five years. <laughs> that That mm-hmm. is the rate at which they're releasing games, is that, like, yeah, I, I only need this game for certain periods of time. And that makes me wonder, are console rentals a, a thing anymore? <laughs> I have no idea. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Like, seriously, like, 
the lack of Sony first party games over the past like it, it's just well it, over the next two years like it's it's dire yeah for Sony it is for sure and, and I think that's part of the I guess kind of awkwardness of some of this with Xbox it's like dude you guys are like finally getting there you know in terms of having uh, pretty solid exclusives at a great cadence which is basically you know what Sony had like last generation for sure uh, whereas now because Sony's been shifting strategy and stuff that you know it's the gap between their titles is getting uh, bigger and bigger you know, it's so it's part of that too. Is like, man, why are you guys kind of doing this in a way? But I understand why. And in in the end, like, I don't give a shit. Like I said, like I want Hi-Fi Rush to be played by more people. Um, game deserves it. I mean, a lot of these, all these games do. But it, I don't know. It's so weird. It's weird times, dude. Like, I would love to live in a world where I only have one device that plays all the games. Yeah. But I also understand that's not going to happen. <laughs> yeah. Like, I just, just. Good. I mean, unless I really want to get into pirating games and I want to modify, a, say, a Steam Deck to play all the games, like, it's like that's, that's the only route you're going to get. Because otherwise, you're going to need to buy a Nintendo console to play their games. Yeah. I don't think they're going to follow down this route. Yeah. I mean, you could. Yeah. Basically. Right now, if you had just a PC and a Switch, you're you're good. You know? Um, but I wonder if these consoles, like the next PlayStation or Xbox, will kind of turn into that in a way of, like... I think about it, it like Amazon Prime uh, Video, for example. You can get Prime Video, and you can watch their stuff. You can also rent pretty much any fucking movie that you want in the world or buy it if you want. And you can also subscribe to a number of different streaming services like Max or Paramount Plus or whatever within Prime. Um, there's a couple you can't do, like Netflix or Hulu, but a lot of them you can. I wonder if these consoles will kind of turn into that in a way of like, you buy a PlayStation, but you are you can get a bunch of Xbox games on it too. Um, you know, they don't, they don't give a shit. Because you're buying the games, you're playing them, you're buying the battle pass, you're buying microtransactions, and that's where the money's made, rather than having a console and locking things just on that console anymore. I just, I don't know, I, I think that, I think that might go away to a degree over time, and I say to a degree because I don't see Nintendo ever playing that game. You know, like there is no fucking chance unless Nintendo is like on their deathbed, which I guess nearly happened with the Wii U, though, uh, that a Mario game will be on a PlayStation or Xbox. Like there's just no way in hell. But could I see it the other way around for PlayStation or Xbox? Yeah, I could. Yeah, it's going to be an interesting time. I'm curious to see what gets announced at this uh, Nintendo Direct Mm-hmm. Uh, coming this week. It's very, very interesting time we live in. Yeah, um, definitely, definitely. I think that's where we're going to have to leave it, though, because otherwise we're just talking out our asses. And, uh, you know, 
I'm not necessarily fond of the smell of my own shit. I don't know about you. <laughs> no. Sometimes it's it's pretty vile. You know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know what you've been eating recently, but me, whew, I don't want to know. <laughs> All right. Well, that's going to do it for us. We need to do some hell diving uh maybe next weekend we'll we'll find we'll find some time yeah uh and we'll come back to you uh with tales from the front lines of uh super earth trying to if you you haven't i'm not sure how much attention you've been playing i think the war is going very badly for super earth super <laughs> earth might be fucked yeah, um, <laughs> I, I've seen some of those things and it's or I, 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 yeah, I've seen some of it in some of the gameplays videos that I've seen. I love that aspect of Helldivers, yeah. but I totally forgot about it from the first game. And I love that it's here still. Yeah. I mean, that that is just the coolest fucking thing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, until we uh, we speak again, you, you all out there need to give us ratings and reviews and shares with your friends. You need to do it more, damn it, or you hate democracy. Uh, or, you know, us. I, I I would be very sad to find out that our listeners hate us. That would be crushing. Um, <laughs> yes, it would. So, prove that you don't hate us. <laughs> Show your loyalty. <laughs> um, and yeah, we'll be back. Until then, be good to each other, play your video games, and... Fucking A.